0: Never compare me to the mayor in jaws. Never. You're listening to They Came from the Silver Screen. This is a podcast where we pick a film and we discuss it at length. I'm your host, Josh Tregenza, and with me, as always, is my co host, Damien Downhill. How are we doing, Damien?
1: Fantastic. Now that you've you know, labeled me as co-host. Good save. Well you are
0: the host <laughs> and I am the co-host to you. So it's it's swings and round
1: yeah. Where's the where's the where's the swing where I where I introduce it? Hasn't uh, happened yet.
0: Sure, we'll do it next time.
1: Ah it's a moment's gone. It's ruined. Really
0: no, and now we've
1: recorded it too. Yeah, I mean look it's you set do something too much, you know. It's set in stone now, and people don't like change. And if I did it, there'd be a whole lot of controversy. Even though technically, me announcing it would be exactly the same.
0: Well, you better be careful because you don't want to stir up controversy. Because, no. but then again, maybe, maybe your opening would be an okay one. Maybe it would be yeah. a decent opening maybe it would surpass
1: my openings. Maybe. Like, I mean, it's there difficult to point. say for certain. Some, you know, would probably argue that uh, both of the openings are perfectly fine and stand on their own, you know? Yes, would, yeah, it's individual openings. Yeah. I think we've just driven that allegory into the ground. We're talking about Ghostbusters, the remake of the 1984 seminal cult classic starring Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, and Ivan Reitman. Of course, this new one is directed by Paul Feig, starring Kristen Weig and Kate McKinnon and Melissa McCarthy. And for God's sake. Uh, Leslie Jones. That is it.
0: Yeah. Who... You know, as we have as we are recording, the uh, well, the internet shit show has occurred with the uh, mm. the gamer, the uh, you know the gamer gators, and the uh, right alt right media has jumped on and harassed the fuck out of her, and perhaps caused Twitter to do their jobs. We may. Mm. We may have seen the seeds for it, but um, finally, some uh, some retribution for some truly awful human beings, and that's uh, unfortunately, it hasn't been the uh, hasn't been the first time that the internet at large has been angry at uh, this film, as we alluded to up top. It's uh, was dogged by uh, sexist uh, assholes. Who didn't want yeah. their precious uh, original film to be, uh, you know, wiped out due to a uh, due to a remake?
1: Yeah, or its reputation somehow tarnished. Even though, if you like the original more, you can do what I did and just go and watch it. Yeah, and it was not know... hard to find a copy. They're lying around everywhere. If you got beef with the new one, here's what I'd suggest. Don't go see it, yeah, and or you know actually see it and form an opinion based on the actual product as opposed to your misogynist preconceptions based on trailers and ad material. Yeah,
0: instead of going around, you know, um, (laughs) all the like half of the reviews or more than half the reviews that are put out for like user reviews are just mm-hmm. people who haven't seen it who just rank it immensely low because they're assholes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was like when, uh, you know, the the Nolan Batmans were coming out, like Dark Knight and Dark mm. Knight Rises and everything like that, and they actually suspended uh, user comments, I'm pretty sure, just because, yeah. you know, people people were getting death threats for taking Nolan's... Supposed masterpieces uh, away from the chance of getting a hundred percent on the, you know, revered Tomato Meter, which mm. in twenty sixteen is of course the name given to what most people now use as a critical barometer for watching a film. God help us all. Oh, and those numbers count.
0: They really do. To
1: yeah, I mean yeah, in movies yeah. and games especially. Yeah, God you forbid know, um,
0: uh, an individual uh,
1: choice. Of... Fun, fun fact: there, I mean, uh, most gaming uh, designers have written into their contract that uh, their game has to get a certain uh, percentage score on Metacritic. Oh, they're like Uber drivers.
0: Yeah, if they go yeah, below basically. a certain score, then they get uh, they get thrown out of the industry. Doesn't mm. matter who they're sleeping with or not sleeping yeah. with, you fucking asshole, gamer gators. <laughs>
1: Oh, I feel God. like,
0: I feel like, I think most uh, of them have... just have
1: never even seen a woman apart from their mum, oh, And they obviously have some deep seated issues with her. So, you know, they Which... just have to naturally assume that every woman is like their mum.
0: Yeah.
1: Just like, uh, that, that's, that's, that's yeah, my, that's... that's my, uh, argument. <laughs> It's my hypothesis, my little theorem there.
0: But what, um, actually, you know, we're we're speaking about it, and in fact, the the film itself um, kind of
1: got into it as well. It's perfectly fine.
0: Yeah. Well, the, like the film is perfectly fine. It, perfectly it even, fine. It even like tackles some of the some of the issues surrounding it,
1: like not, yeah. not heavily. No, but at you know, a few little winking nods here and there. They are look, looking at the YouTube comment, Ain't no bitches gonna catch no ghosts and things like that and oh, audience yeah. I was with gave a, a knowing laugh. So I mean it's a it's a crowd that understands the vitriol that's been directed towards this film. But this is a, a Tuesday night and it was it was close to capacity. So, you know what? Wow, it's that's doing business. That's people pretty good want, this people is people want to go see it.
0: Well, that's like a week and a bit after, almost two weeks after, um, after initial uh, screening.
1: That's pretty yeah. decent.
0: That's pretty decent.
1: No, yeah, Not... there's a ton of films that would be more than happy to get that kind of you know viewership. Mm. So, I mean, I suppose the 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 thing I sort of want to try and, like, uh, dissect here is, uh, I think, probably one of the the main issues I have with the film, which is that I don't think it quite knows what it wants to be. Is it a reboot? Is it a sequel? Is it a remake in a, uh, you know, parallel dimension? But, you know, so it it is that kind of... uh, it's a it's a perfectly fine film on its own you know merits but it just and and this isn't a, a criticism it's actually like it, it's the film's choice that it's remained in the shadow of the original
0: yeah I think it was I, I think it was at always gonna at, be hard at least
1: in my opinion
0: yeah it was always gonna be hard to hard not to get out of it because it is um, you know the original um, the original Ghostbusters uh, is is a classic. Um, yeah, you know it does. You know it it does hold a lot of uh, similarities between this one. You know there are uh, you know SNL uh, cast members in both of them. Yep. Um. Yeah. So and not the in this one, not the main characters or well, the two the two main leading ladies in it, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> but um. Yeah. Yeah, it, it like the original Ghostbusters is a is a classic and it's hard it's hard not to speak about this film without bringing it up because it does have a it is a cultural touchstone to many which is, you know, part and parcel of why people got so pissy. Well, yeah. well some people got pissy, other people just yeah.
1: It's a strange it's kindling. a strange thing because uh you know with the the adulation of this original film it's Oh, I mean, it's not the film. It's not it's not that big of a deal in terms, like in terms of uh, the the plot and what goes on. Mm. Like, not an awful lot happens in that movie. The plot is basically, you know, wafer thin on the rails, just to facilitate these guys going from scene to scene. You know, improving, doing a bit of riffing. You know, and get to show off some cool special effects, and it's it's a much more sort of casual, laid back film. Like the the guys. Never seem scared ever. No, well, yeah, they—they never—they never—they never seem particularly perturbed about the about anything. I think the
0: only—I think the only person who is scared—it's purely for the plot, really—is Dan Aykroyd's character. Yeah, and that's you know, and and most well, actually most of the emotion comes from him.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, in those He's the guy in those films, really cares. Yeah you know and then um but well yeah mm. i guess the key example is like who is the villain in that film uh most people would say it's zool because mm. that's like that's what people remember and it's like oh there is no dana there is only zool it's like well zoon's just yeah. a it's just a messenger you know a, the, the lapdog yeah. of can't remember uh, her name
1: what was it Oh, uh, Sigourney Weaver who played um the 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 gatekeeper, wasn't it? Uh, Vince Clotho, was that it? <laughs> I'm really I'm really struggling on my on my character knowledge in this one, just because it's been so long oh, yeah, since I've seen it. And it does,
0: and it you know that's so it, but it doesn't matter. Or like, was a gozer. It, 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 it was yeah. Goza. I mean, yeah. yeah, it was gozer. No, it doesn't was matter it was.
1: Vince Clotho, yeah, Zool that's a point like there's no their names and they go on about you know these ancient you know uh demigods and the sumerian shapeshifters you know uh, you know gods of destruction and everything like that but yeah it was
0: just all of this it does it, but it didn't really matter yeah who it doesn't yeah, matter it's just an excuse it you know it takes the jabs at um you know at poltergeist with it instead instead of the instead of the t v it's the fridge that's the portal into another <laughs> yeah. realm so you know and it's and it's very like you know it was only a couple of years after that ghostbusters came out since poltergeist i was like eighty two or something the um poltergeist came out so was it was, true, it was yeah. pretty on point and you know a lot of I I remember that like Ron Jeremy is an extra in that film.
1: Oh god, where?
0: In like one of the crowd scenes, he's just like oh. watching
1: from afar. That guy pops up, but that guy pops up everywhere.
0: And it's very strange. Yeah. I think I was I was watching um I think it's like uh the green room or something. Like it's a, a com- like a comedian uh sit down and like he's like the guest of honor for like an entire season. Like he's just the what, guy just a, sitting in the back.
1: I was gonna say just sitting in the corner, you know, gently jerking himself off while these comedians chat. Is that is that basically his, his use? Well, but they I never panned down to his hand.
0: There. We never like I like, to think that, I like to
1: th- I like to think that he was. <laughs> just, you know, he's sticking to what he knows.
0: Well <laughs> I for one am glad that the camera spent as little time as possible if that was the case.
1: But it was, yeah, yeah I guess. It's yeah. Nice so it's to, like Just nice to know that it was nice there. to
0: think. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> um, you know, there's back on, like so Ghostbusters is a, is a, is a fine film. Ghostbusters two is, uh, pretty it, awful yeah yeah it's gross it's if that's if that is a film if if we're gonna throw out the films that you should be angry about it's probably that one like number two yeah just, if there's eh. if there's
1: anything like the 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 fan base should actually be up in arms about i mean if there was a movie in the franchise that was clearly the result of studio pressure and shouldn't have been made in the first place, it was number two. Yeah. This is a well-known fact that uh, none of the original crew really wanted to come back. You know, Reitman and Harold, Harold Ramis, and Dan Aykroyd and Murray, who you know doesn't really like sequels unless they're, you know, with Garfield. And Uh-oh. I suppose that yeah, that was that was an interesting thing the the slavish fan servicey cameos in this in this film. Mm. I mean, it was, they, w- were they any use really a- I think apart the from actually that... just giving the giving the audience a moment of oh that's nice they're still around well,
0: well i thought the Harold the Harold ramus bust was quite um was was very much the oh that is nice they literally yeah. did not have to do that and that they did that that is nice
1: yeah, I mean well, that was Charles that Dance. was a nice that was a nice tribute.
0: Yeah, was, yeah,
1: but I'm not really and, sure why Bill Murray needed to play <clears throat> the uh, debunking character. Yeah, well, that
0: whatever, character whatever his it was, name was didn't need to be part of it, really. I mean, yeah, I think that was it was just like his,
1: his character there didn't for him. accomplish anything. It. You know, I mean, like it, when he appears on the TV and says it's all a hoax. I mean, that anyone could have played that character. And then when he finally turns up mm. uh, to their headquarters and they try and show him the ghost, and then he dies. I mean, it, plot doesn't go anywhere because of that. No,
0: it, well, it, it, and it, it, it actually left like it, like, hang on, did they
1: are they implicated in his murder now? his murder yeah sort of raised a a plot question that the movie basically just chose to ignore instead of answering which i like i was cool with
0: i was i was cool with it was like all right cool yeah of course you don't want to like go wrong with it because it's it is just a cameo role and like in most in most comedies whatever happens to a commit like a a cameo doesn't really matter like who cares
1: yeah,
0: this is true. I, I guess. Yeah, it, it seemed like a, a a strange thing. Like, yeah, you wanted to put in Bill Murray. Yeah, he needed to be a somewhat somewhat uh, larger role than the rest, just because it's Bill Murray. And Dan Aykroyd's yeah. got a busy <clears throat> schedule of selling alcohol.
1: Yeah, he's got to get his vodka out right to the masses. Yeah, and got he got make sure that uh, is is, is, do, is doing too.
0: Well, no, it's just contractually obligated that he has to come in way later than he really should.
1: <laughs> oh god! Yeah. They never gave the black character anything at all. Yeah, I mean, well, do you see like all the video games and all the comics and all of the, you know, animated shows? Never, never, never only had this character. Never, never, in there. never yeah, in any well, of it's them. Like. It's like he knew it, yeah, they, all that, really all that extra property was going to be shit, them. so he just chose not to... Yeah. I mean, to be fair, yeah, yes, well, he like... is a lesser character in, in the first one, but... Never meant to be, to though. Ex, to excise him from, you know, the promotional uh, side of things entirely is... It basically just smacks of the fact that uh, people just weren't too keen on major black characters in in the 80s yeah which wow. you know <laughs> i don't understand because eddie, eddie murphy did beverly hills cop that same year and it was the highest grossing yeah. film of the entire year so well he was supposed know, that to, was like this, to what I,
0: yeah it's like rumors that he was supposed to be you know ernie, ernie hudson's character but there are also conflicting right. reports that that was the case. But it was like Ernie Hudson like also got shafted from it because like he was he didn't he wasn't able to like get any jobs afterwards because they thought that he because everyone thought that he was a comedian after that because he was in Ghostbusters. Right. Then like, yeah. So like he, he's a, he's like a proper actor sort of thing. He did this role because like he because he liked the script and the script like mm. showed that he was like. You know, he was supposed to have like a greater sense of 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 character in like the first like first ten pages. He was supposed to be in there. He was supposed to have some sort of association with the paranormal, like outside mm. of being a like a uh, a professor. Which, how the fuck yeah. did you know Bill Murray become a professor? Is anyone's guess, really, given by his yeah. the character. Well, I
1: mean, like like the well, like they say in the movie, he certainly doesn't act like a. Well, he acts kind like, of like, like a date like, rapist. Like it. A... <laughs> just you a know, tiny the first page. time we see him, I love, I love that, I love that final kiss at the end of of the movie, where mm. he basically has to drag Sigourney into the kiss. Like she doesn't even want to do it, no. and I can't even tell if that's the character or if it's just Weaver. I, I, but I, I say it's Weaver
0: because she's a badass woman.
1: Yeah. I didn't actually mind her cameo. I really enjoyed in, it because it really did in the new one.
0: Yeah. Cuz yeah, she plays against because it, against it, 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 because Kate it McKinnon. made it
1: made sense. Yeah. Mm. Uh who immediately I'm just going to put out there is the absolute standout of that film. Absolutely. I've really enjoyed like by a country, much... by, by a country mile. Well, and I think she was the didn't only get one much to work with, but just she didn't get much single... to work with. Every, but she just but stole she every did. moment she was
0: in. Yeah, she. But she, I think she had even the it, platform to play around in. Like she didn't have much yeah. to work with, but she was given the space to do so. In yeah. No, I think I think uh, you know Kate McKinnon and uh, Leslie Jones uh, were actually like the most refreshing characters in it. That they did have far more yeah. energy than anyone else in it.
1: I think because they're because they're still the 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 SNL alums. So mm. they've got that sense of uh playfulness, that sense of uh improv and comedy to them, whereas McCarthy's now into, you know, big, big major roles in movies and she's starting to move into dramatical stuff and Kristen Wiig has uh been out of SNL for several years now.
0: Yeah. And, and she was the best.
1: Moving it moving moving into dramatic stuff as well.
0: Yeah. Well she yeah, she was the best to play um, you know, the straight guy in in this thing. You know, she is oh, uh, capable of doing it. And then to a lesser extent, Melissa McCarthy was was playing playing it pretty
1: straight as well. Yeah, well they were they were the the Murray and Aykroyd.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but um yeah. To,
1: to in terms of like the characters but in uh, but mckinnon was basically the most murray-esque uh character in that movie just because you you never knew how she was going to react to any situation you never knew what she would say or do mm. and even if there was someone else in the you know the main of the shot talking but she was on the edge you just you were drawn to see what she was going to do or say. Yeah, you always it was just gravitated like a, to her. A, a noise.
0: Yeah,
1: you know. I thought you know she was absolutely worth the price of admission just on its own.
0: Mm.
1: What well, it was it? She brought the the quirkiness that you know, kind of is what makes this movie and the, and the franchise in general great because it's it's such a rare marriage. Mm. of uh genres you don't often get the massive blockbuster that's also a comedy because i can't i mean i can't remember who said it but uh there was someone who said once that statistically speaking uh for every million dollars uh the budget goes up the number of laughs goes down mm. and this in this film is genuinely oh, because, yeah. like it was funny yeah
0: I think everyone was able to play around a bit. You know, I think um you know, Kristen uh Wig was probably played up the slapstick a bit too much that it was kind of fell flat um mm. from time to time. Um but uh you yeah. know, Kate McKinnon and, and uh Chris Hemsworth, I think they both yeah. uh, were given the room to
1: really let loose to maneuver and yeah have some fun with it and you know it it shows because that's what the that's what that made the first movie so great was just how fast and loose the characters played just riffing and you know uh, on the scene and on on each other and on the scenario never taking the subject matter too seriously yeah and then you sort of see you know Weig and McCarthy sort of straining against the convention that their characters have to be the motivators of the plot and you know the the serious ones to anchor the the story. Mm. I think Paul, yeah, Um and, you know Paul Fig does
0: know how to to straddle that. Like he's got his characters that are allowed to play, and it was actually it was like in Bridesmaids, it was Melissa McCarthy.
1: Yeah, and Who's so allowed it's to play to around. See how far, like, yeah no, spine you know, were again, the, the ones having fun in that. And now, uh, what was it? Like, uh, four, four years, four years later.
0: Uh, yeah. It's Bridesmaid, now the so are yeah, five four, four, five they, years. And, yeah.
1: And now they get to, they're the ones that anchor the movie. And now you have, uh, you know, these newer people coming in to have some fun and play around. It was a, Hmm. Uh, thing that i was wondering in terms of the uh pacing of the movie and even just the pacing of scenes i just was wondering like was feig the right man to direct this film
0: yeah i i think yes in then, parts yes in
1: parts yeah, but no in because I think, I you know, see. you can see where his strengths are. His strengths are in the the repartee and the the banter of the characters. But as soon as he has to handle uh, the more heady stuff and, you know, not to, you know, diss the special effects or anything, they were perfectly fine. They were serviceable. They were slightly cartoonish and unreal, just like the original. And yeah. I don't have a problem with, um, you know, how over, top, how over the top they were. But just there were certain issues with pacing just in the edit that it just felt like certain scenes dragged slightly.
0: I think a lot of it happened in the third act too, which is, you know, it was yeah. very much, I I actually quite enjoyed the, um, the little fight montage that they all had. Um, but oh,
1: it, I mean, I that was that actually was, surprisingly well done.
0: I think it was, I think it was brilliantly choreographed. I think it was pretty like it could have been anyone doing that. It, didn't
1: but that's the thing like you know was that was that FIG or was that just whoever was on second unit yeah you know direct directing that particular scene
0: hmm and yeah given that it's you know a, a fair amount of that is you know special effects in it all so how much would it, yeah. yeah how much would have been taken up by, by fig um yeah I yeah I I wonder whether another director should have come on board with him to do these sort of things and it kind of makes me wish that there were more more collaborations of directors so yeah. that these you know for films like this that do uh, straddle multiple uh, genres that each director can kind of take their strengths
1: yeah it is a curious thing that it doesn't happen, you know. Uh, more often, it's a it's a funny. I I hear. I always remember the uh, story. It's almost become a bit of legend now, but people people swear that it's true. That uh, <clears throat> on the uh, the Star Wars prequels, mm-hmm. George Lucas actually asked the uh, British playwright David Hare, a, a very well known. And uh you know, critically acclaimed uh, playwright to uh, come in, polish his script, and direct the actors really in uh, the movie, so that he could focus on the the visual direction and the special effects and everything like that, mm-hmm. because he said, that's not, that's not my forte. I want someone else to come in and give me a hand." And <laughs> Hare said, no." So Lucas did it all himself, and uh, the rest is history.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of showing.
1: (laughs) Well, just a bit. Just a bit. I (laughs) mean, he was always very – I mean, he was quite candid, I actually have to say, you know, refreshingly Mm. so, about the fact that he's not a good writer. He writes dialogue that gets characters from A to B, and that's it. Yeah. Actually,
0: if – Paul thing didn't do this. Someone like Adam McKay could have done quite well at, at this. Because I I kind of get the feeling that it's, it's a bit like the other guys. Yeah, a little bit. You get that Bill kind Farrell of Mark vibe. Yeah. That it's kind of tug in cheek, but it's still got just that about action. You
1: know, yeah. Or, um, I mean, you know, I mean, the big one was that initially it was going to be uh, – I don't know if they were ever going to direct this one but apparently like uh, initially Sony was actually planning on making two Ghostbusters
0: one really? with
1: women and one with men and the male and the male <laughs> Oh that's one right
0: yeah I remember that the Russo's
1: That wouldn't have been a bad one And the, I mean I mean those guys those guys know how to marry comedy and in action incredibly well You look at the, the paintball episodes in Community
0: yeah, and they, you know, and they've you we've sung their praises. They know
1: exactly how to pace it.
0: Yeah, we've sung their praises in yeah you know, with the with the Captain America films. So They're they Civil wouldn't. War.
1: Uh, yeah, and Winter yeah. Soldier.
0: Yeah, so yeah, we've spoken about them before. So yeah, absolutely, that would that would really work out work out okay. well. And that's not to say that like he yeah it's it, it, Paul Feig hasn't done a bad job. It's just I think I think we've actually like in the past few episodes we do start talking more about um what a director could have done better.
1: Yeah, in, we've done that role. a few times now, yeah.
0: Yeah. Cuz I guess I uh, you know, it's all of the actors are are doing their thing in this um you know um Andy Garcia is bloody brilliant yeah. as the mayor in it. Yeah um you know another snl uh snl um alum is you know uh, was it Ce- cecily strong cecilia strong who's uh the yeah um yeah the mayor's assistant you know yeah. they're, they're kind of and those two roles are fairly um important in like the the ghostbusters um mythos. Universe
1: that uh yeah yeah
0: no, well, the mayor's always been, you know. With the first one, he was a, uh, you know, he's helping out because the EPA was the the bad guy in it. Then in the second yeah. one, the mayor—he well, was the guy that had the bad to be guy convinced, in it. and
1: then suddenly he was convinced. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice, it was a nice spin to have the fact that he already knew there was a problem, and just didn't want to deal yeah. with
0: it. Yeah, and then you've got yeah uh, Michael Kenneth
1: Williams in it, and uh, yeah, and Matt Walsh no as reason. the agents. They did yeah, yeah. there's no reason absolutely- why 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 they why they needed to be there. Anyone could have played those roles. There's nothing that you're like, you know, they did that you're like, only Michael Kenneth Williams could have done that. So I yeah. mean, I don't know. No, Sometimes a paycheck is a paycheck, did. man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's always just a pleasure to see him, you know, crop up in uh, anything, really. Yeah. The more the merrier, really. And that, that goes and that goes back to, you know, just like, you know. Anytime I see like an HBO character actor, you know, appearing in a big movie, I'm always happy. You know, yeah. Which is funny because you know, uh, uh, Ernie Hudson sort of had one of his big dramatical comebacks was uh, playing Warden Leo Glynn for six seasons on Oz. Yeah, yeah, that's right. God, oh, that was a good show. That was his sort of. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. Fuck Orange is the New Black. Oz is is the way to go.
0: That's was the other way of it I actually started watching uh Orange Is in new black not bad yeah not a bad show no kidding yeah
1: i mean i'm sorry I, I say i say that facetiously i <laughs> i uh i'm basically i'm basically the uh faceless internet trolls that love my male prison drama from the uh early 90s and uh just can't be bothered getting into a female-led prison drama in uh, the uh, millennials. Well, you know. God help me! I, you know, I, I'm going to have to do it now, otherwise I'm just I, a hypocrite.
0: <laughs> you won't be disappointed. I'll tell you that much. There's no J.K. Simmons in it, but you know it'll do in a pinch.
1: It's hard. It's 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 hard to replicate a character as amazing as Bird yeah. Schillinger. Male yeah. or woman, woman, it doesn't matter you know, a good character like that just comes once in a blue moon.
0: Mm. Oh, he's fantastic in it.
1: I suppose I suppose what I'm wondering is um, if, as it seems quite inevitable, that there will be a sequel, uh, yeah. what will they... You know, what will they do? Because, I mean, you know, we, we, we've seen how badly a Ghostbusters sequel can go when it's forced.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like this, I, th- I feel like uh, Ghostbusters 2 was forced after the fact.
1: Yeah. Well, Whereas, it was 1989. It was, it was a solid five years down the road.
0: Yeah. But it was like, uh, meaning that like after the, the first Ghostbusters happened, that it was like, oh, we've, we've got to do a, a sequel now. Whereas this, um, you know, and it didn't really feel organic like a sequel yeah. being organic, whereas as is the nature with a lot of um, films nowadays, um, it did it's, sort you know, of it's, it's, allow. It's about the
1: world. It's the world building. It's you know, yeah. opening up a franchise and, and everything like that. At least it didn't, you know, do it in the shameless baiting way that, you know, Warcraft did, as we as we discussed last week, where, they deliberately left plot lines just hanging in the air to be answered in a sequel that uh, we don't even know they're going to be able to afford to make. At least this one put a bow on the story and then just said, ah, there's still ghosts, you know, see in a couple of years, maybe, or maybe not.
0: Who is Zul? You know, a bit of a, you know, dropping that one that one in to be like oh they're maybe yeah. doing that one but it, you know will this be the same thing as like the joker card at the end of batman begins or will yeah. it be, you know i where mean where are they going to take it because it could go it could go anywhere you know
1: and to be honest i really hope that they actually like they don't do zoo they don't do Clotho. i mean they've they've paid enough lip service to the original films it's time for them mm. to strike out and do their own thing. I feel I feel the same way about a potential sequel for this as I do for um, Episode 8 in Star Wars. Yeah. You've, they, re- they you've, re-establi- you've re-established the franchise, you've got a new generation of fans, now, you know, fuck, you know, all the fan service and actually just go out and, and make something original. You know, use the property, but do something new and cool with it take it somewhere that we don't expect, you know, as opposed to, I mean, I remember the, the, the Star Trek, you know, the second movie into darkness where, you know, for the longest they... time Abram said, it's not Khan. It's absolutely not Khan. It's not Khan. And then you went to the movie and it's, it's a, it's a complete retread of Wrath of Khan. Mm. And it was yes, a perfectly serviceable The mystery film. box falls. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was a per- yeah, it was a perfectly serviceable film, had its action licks, had its good moments, and uh, whatever I mean. But at the end of the day, we everyone knew that that was basically Abrams doing a dry run for Force Awakens. Mm.
0: Yeah, and it was. Yeah, it was a very. I don't know. It yeah. That that's a film that did rely heavily on. And it's like, ooh, look, we're doing this exact thing. So, you know, for any, I I can't imagine that many new audience members would have been like, oh wow, this is so amazing. I'm yeah. like saying that this is you know, I am Khan. I was like, well, yeah, the, yeah. The original Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the Star like Trek the, the, had an a episode reveal, about revealed,
1: him. Yeah. You know, yeah they had a exactly. Build so when it. he popped up in the, when he popped up in the movie, everyone's like, holy shit. He's yeah. back, but who, apart from you know the die-hard fans who saw his reveal coming a mile away anyway, like who's new to, who new to the franchise? And so when he like you know looks at them menacingly, and we have this real hardcore close you know zoom in on uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's face, and he says, "My name is Khan." and the music swells ominously and we're meant to be blown away by this revelation that means nothing because there's no context for it.
0: Yeah. So yeah, hopefully there's nothing like that. You know, <laughs> you know they bring in Rick Moranis <laughs> in and he's the, and he becomes the villain or something like that. You know, that would be, that would be silly uh, though. I'm sure Rick Moranis um, would enjoy being back on screen. I don't know. He he was actually yeah. one of the ones that wasn't in it because they had they had the secretary from the original.
1: Um, yes, they did.
0: Uh, Annie Annie Potts. Yeah, Janine.
1: Yeah, and they bas- they, had- they basically got uh, you know uh, everybody more or less except um, uh, Moranis. Yeah. Even Harold yeah, Ramis yeah, was it. in it, and he's dead. So. Yeah, so they paid.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it was interesting that you know, Moranis, but I, I think he's kind of, he's doing his he's he's living life the way he wants to. And you know, more power to him. Exactly. He did the trudge in, of the honey uh, the and obscurity. shrunks. In obscurity.
1: He did. Bless his cotton socks, I mean. How many well, sequels so did he do of that? Oh, there were uh, t- too many, too many. <laughs> I'll tell you what, actually, I'll tell you something that I actually really did enjoy about this movie. It's happy. I'm, I'm so, I'm so sick of these doom laden blockbusters and you know, remakes of older properties. I mean, which in and of itself I've been sick of for a long time. You know, and in many ways. The, the, the few the 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 failings that this film does have is in, in just its the complete lack of imagination in the plot. Mm. You know Which I feel the, is more the, of a Hollywood issue. Yeah, exactly. It's got nothing it's got nothing to do with the uh, film in and of itself, in terms of the people that worked on it, but the just the the process that led to that particular version of the script and the story being approved and being the the mandated version speaks far more to uh, a lack of imagination on a studio uh, level and a complete unwillingness to invest in new ideas as well. You know, so it's just, it's just reboots and rehashes and everything like that, or, you you know, prequels Or... or sequels or, you know, but you know uh, but also all these uh reboots of old properties they've always got to be darker it's always got to be dingier and and more brooding and everything like that this this movie was happy it was a it was a blockbuster where i laughed in 2016 and fuck knows this is a year where we need movies that can make us laugh and oh. on that front i actually found it to be uh, an absolute pleasure
0: yeah absolutely like you know, and I feel I feel some of the the, the issues with like the, the plot and the and the writing itself. Um I think it may be because of, you know, Katie Dippold's um maybe hasn't found her footing in it. Like, you know, she did Parks and Rec. um, then she yeah. did then she did Heat, that was, you know, a, you know, one of the the bigger of the uh films that she was doing. You know, I think that was—I think that was one of the big. That was the the big her big um her big uh, silver screen debut, um, which I I never saw the heat the heat so
1: I couldn't no, say it. No, neither about did I. It. But it, uh, it went, but apparently it was incredibly financially successful.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah, and it's so, I mean, know, and no, another I'm, I'm, McCarthy film. But yeah, I I wonder if it's um. Dipole just uh, finding her footing, and, and you know, if she if she is on for uh, the second uh, Ghostbusters, that she's she starts to play more uh, with the you know with the fertile ground that she has, much like uh, you know the actors involved.
1: Yeah, one thing I'd like to to see in a potential sequel is 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 honestly a bit more of the humor that Feig had in Bridesmaids. You know, going at a little bit more risque, because you go back and you watch the original uh, Ghostbusters, there's a lot of uh, pretty wonderfully dirty jokes in there. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I... You know, I love, love, you know, the the scene uh, of Murray, you know, talking to the possessed Sigourney Weaver on the bed, and she says, I want you inside of me, and he replies... I think there's several guys inside of you already. It's just, yeah. such, a, it's just <laughs> such a beautiful line. Well, yeah, it's and just so that, well done.
0: No, Dan Aykroyd getting the um, getting the blowjob from the ghost.
1: Yeah, like you know that was like I mean that was meant to be like as this one kind of is billed as basically a family friendly film. There's no cussing. Mm. There's no blood. There's there's certainly no sex or anything like that, but but you know, if anything, the original had a roughness and a kind of uh, grunginess to it. Do I you think feel that this this uh, the the, re, the remake had a, a more of a a sheen to it, and maybe that's just because the difference between New York in the '80s and New York now. I think it's also that
0: that film, the original. Had no stakes in it. Like the film didn't need to do, like yeah, it didn't matter if it did well or not.
1: Whereas yeah, I feel it just happened. Whereas like, this one, yeah, didn't they had have, to play it safe because
0: it had a lot of money riding it on it. It had you know, um, you know, it had a cultural stakes to it as well. You know, it yeah. became it became this I mean, you know unfortunate battleground.
1: Mm, and it, well, yeah, uh, like a, a litmus test basically for. You know all these people from you know various uh places and facets and uh think groups and you know opinion holders and whatever and you know god forbid that like we actually still have to have this conversation in in 2016 but you know can a bunch of women open a blockbuster movie a, which i find to be endless which i find to be endlessly ironic because sigourney weaver proved pretty hardcore with aliens that a woman can yeah. absolutely fucking lootly open a major action blockbuster movie
0: how many times does it so, need to happen before
1: yeah, people like, understand that like, you know i don't think much of the movies but jennifer lawrence and hunger games you know yeah it's it's a it's a it's a it's a solid fact. there's no difference I just, just I just don't see why we need to keep rehashing this this same you know conversation over and over where people say like you know talk about it in hushed tones as though it's some kind of fucking social experiment. Mm. you know a woman leading an action movie you know how wonderfully perverse. But but the toys, the merchandise,
0: whatever will we do with that? Uh, They won't sell. We can't do this. What Uh, the fuck are you talking about? What are you? What are you you, you, you you, talking about?
1: You saw photos, didn't you? The same photos that I saw of you know, uh, Kristen Weig and uh, you know the rest of them. You know greeting. You know, young girls, you know, 10, 10, 11, 12 or whatever like that, you know, fully decked out in Ghostbusters uniforms, oh, just utterly no. so fucking psyched to, you know, be meeting, you know, these women who are headlining an action movie and these are heroes for these girls and, you know, these are characters that they will cosplay and dress up as and it's not a fucking dress or anything like that. It's not cleaving to any kind of preconceived... A stereotypical notion of you know what a female lead character is meant to be or anything like that, and you know I think the sooner we actually stop talking about this new Ghostbusters film as though uh, the fact that it's starring women has any bearing whatsoever, the the easier it'll be. It's just it's such a it's such a non-issue. It just doesn't. It doesn't make any difference. These are comedic actors that regardless of their gender are at the top of their fucking game and they're in a movie and it was perfectly decent. It had multiple laugh out loud moments. They, you know, acquitted themselves perfectly fine in the big action scene. I just don't understand. Yeah. I'm getting fired up, but I just, I cannot, I, I cannot fathom why this is still a conversation we need to have.
0: It's, it, it, it is a, I think at these moments, it is a, a mirror to society at large of, you know, we've, we've spoken like how, you know, there are, fil- you, know, the, you know, the racism and, and sexism in, in Hollywood is as bad as it was back in the 60s. You know, and it's, you know, it, it, there's, there's a small amount of improvements here and there, but a lot of it just still hangs on. Like a bad
1: smell. But see, the, yeah, uh, but, but that's the problem. The improvements aren't just improvements for improvements' sake. They're improvements for the sake of good press and marketing, which is which is why I just, you know, what I think, like one of the, re- you know, if if they'd like, if we take, if we go back in time to when they first decided they were going to do this remake, and Paul Feig, you know, was attached to direct and they said, it shall star, you know, Leslie Jones, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, and Kristen Weig, and that was it. Like, just, you know, mm. you just release the cast, the same as any other fucking blockbuster ever. Like, if, if they, I don't know, yeah. But, no, they needed to make it clear that this was an all-woman remake. You know, look at us. You know, we're Hollywood. And we're gonna get dragged kicking and screaming into the nineteen seventies if it kills us. And yeah, it was just such a it just seemed like such a shameless uh chest beating moment for, you know, a bunch of faceless old white men in suits to say, look at us, we're hip, we're cool, we're putting chicks with guns in movies now. Yeah, we're definitely not sexist. No, not at all. Oh
0: heavens yes, we we're not. Yes. We're not sexist. We have, you know, we're not racist. We have black friends. It's like, what the, come on, guys. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like it's, it's, like what, it's like what Morgan Freeman used to always say. And I know this is like, this is a massive oversimplification, but he did an interview. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but, uh, you know, and they were talking about Black History Month. And uh, he said, "That's it's bullshit. Black history is the same as American history. Why do we need a month? Is there Jewish History Month? Is there White History Month? You know, like how, how do you how do you stop racism? And again, it's a simplification of the issue by a long shot. But he says, you know, it's easy. You just stop talking about it. Hmm. I yeah, think well, we, I think if, if, if like, all the all these movies, if we stop talking about like you know, sort of just yeah, I just don't like the shameless trumpeting of "Look at us, we've got chicks in this movie." Look at us, look. <gasps> You know, we're, we're making a movie about a black superhero. Well, yeah, I think that's
0: the issue. That's the issue of it is, it's not that the fact that they're, you know, in the, in the case of you know, Black History Month, but it's, it's something for, you know, white people to go, oh, well, well, no, look, we gave you a month. It's all yeah. your own. Like that, that's like that's it's, the it's, issue it's with it. It's a
1: serious bit of it's a uh, patting basically. Yeah. For them to go, look how progressive we are. Whereas instead of saying, you know, we're making a movie that has, you know, women in it or we're making a movie that, you know, has people of colour in it, you know, we're going to make good movies with interesting characters and to hell what gender or race they are. Mm. Just cast, you know, the best person required. Yeah, well, yeah. I think like you know, stop making such an issue out of demographics. You know, the age of the age of the movie star is over. People don't really give a shit whose name is above the banner anymore. There's like a very very select few number of people who can, with their name alone, still open a movie at like 150 million dollars, something like that. Tom Cruise is one. He might be the only one.
0: Yeah, well, it's like, you know, you would have said, you know, ten years ago, Will Smith was one of them, but
1: yeah, uh, well, he's made enough choices to ensure that that'll never ever happen again. Yeah, so it, he's now happy taking a, you know, a, a you know, a, a group, you know, role. As yeah, ensemble piece, yeah. and you know, ensemble piece. Yeah, and that's you know, it's
0: good that that was that became you know a a race agnostic character. You know, do like, you know, we spoke about this in, in Sunshine, you know, write roles that can be fit with anyone and then they can put them, they can add to it with, you know, the, the backstory, you know, let the
1: actor, um, do their job, you know, bring their eccentricity and their individualism and their own, you know, unique way of interpreting a role to the screen and you'll get gold every time, you know, write good parts. Don't, you know, say we have to fulfill, you know, a quota for black people. Like, there's, you know, seven major characters in this movie. At least three of them need to be of a certain ethnicity or something like that. I know, I know, like, to say that is kind of, it's risky because, you know, then you can say, well, you know, the the seven best people for these roles were all white. But I just... Well, I think that's... I, I I think the move needs to come from... Just well, provide they're providing good characters, yeah. And I provide think like, good characters and, uh, yeah, and have a and,
0: good casting director that actually be, doesn't, yeah, like exactly. only get white people in. It
1: gets yeah a large demographic who can you know get the people that be more be more agnostic about about appearance, and instead just go for someone who you know can portray the emotional reality of the character the best.
0: Yeah, whoever cast, uh, you know, Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan as as the Human Torch, get that person on because they obviously have a good eye for these things they can see you know the mind's eye of you know what's going to be what's going to be good later on in the piece you know get yeah it's a, it's a, it's a team effort on not just not just the director and the writer but it's it's so many other people throughout the whole production and pre-production if everyone's going to if everyone pulls their weight and opens their eyes up a little bit more that it's going to make life so much easier you're not going to have to do you know marketing stunts that you know are tooting a horn of these sort of things you know and that's not to discredit the fact that this was a this was a really cool thing you know this is you know in the time of star wars you know having you know the main character uh a woman you know that was a that was a big thing, you know, and now, and now this, yeah. you know, you get to see the, the young girls actually starting to have someone that they can look up to, you know, you're going to yeah. have, you're going to have uh, young black boys who are, are seeing, um, you know, black Panther and, um,
1: you know, young, Young black like you know, men, or a a cy- seeing... cyborg, cyborg in uh, Justice yeah. League
0: as well. There was, there was just recently, um, you know, uh, the Luke Cage uh, teaser trailer came out. Oh and man,
1: that looks like all kinds of awesome!
0: Looks amazing, and it was, um, you know, the the showrunner for it um, said that I think right now, you know, the I think the you know the community is ready for a, blue, a bulletproof black man. <laughs> and it was just oh. you know it's like yeah we you know this stuff needs to you know, let's let's get some more more people in there that is not going to yeah. make people so goddamn afraid of taking more more choices and more fear in this world so yeah. these I mean, are i, important. I, I love, I love, I,
1: love the, I love the idea of luke cage yeah, as as a comic book character, he's fantastic. But just as a character for the here and now, he mm. has, in spite, in spite of you know himself, this is a character that has some serious, real socio-political relevance <laughs> as as a strong character that you know has a sense of social justice and wants to make the world a better place that doesn't back down to. You know, interlopers and aggressors. Yeah, this was you amazing. See, yeah. You see, you see that. You know the the you know the advent of the Wonder Woman film. Mm. You know, you see uh, Brie Larson. You know, Oscar as, winner for for The Room. You know, absolutely Captain incredible Marvel actress man. who's just been announced for Captain Marvel. You know, we you know it's 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 slow, it's slow goddamn going, and it'll be another decade at least, I think, before we really start to see some true gender and racial parity even begin to really manifest in the, in the industry, you know, in acting. you know, uh, let alone in the other facets of the industry, directing and writing and producing. Oh yeah. He- studio, that needs to be changed like up. That. That's, 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 uh, that's a, that's a hell of a long game to play, but, it, when yeah, it's, it's the money like, you know, involved in it all, mo- yeah, movies, really... movies like movies like these give me hope. Yeah, that we're at least starting down the right path, and, and it, enjoyable, and, and, and yeah, and they're fun. They're yeah. great movies, you know. I mean, like if if the way we've sort of spoken about this tonight has sort of seemed a bit, uh, uh, what's the word, you know, unenthused or underwhelmed, that's not really the case. I had a I had a great time tonight. I mean, look, I won't remember this movie, you know, 2 weeks later, but it was it was fine and it was great fun. I had a ball watching it. Yeah, I don't think I
0: think we'll rem, I think we'll remember the performances in it. I mm. think especially Kate McKinnon.
1: Yep, preach. Preach that girl until the end of days. I love her. She always plays the strange in SNL and she's just brought that over and just it's brilliant. Yeah. I'd love to see her character get fleshed out a little bit more in the sequel. Not too much, because she operates best at the peripheries.
0: Well, yeah, I, I guess, you know, in speaking I, of that, it's, it's, she it's what I would call sup- the
1: uh, Jack Sparrow syndrome. Yeah.
0: Well, she was supposed to be. Um, I think, yeah, Sony stopped uh, Fig from saying that she was actually a lesbian. Oh, in the movie. In the movie, yeah. Because the character right. is set to be that. And I was like, well, that's...
1: Well, I thought that was kind of obvious, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. They, you can't come out I think, and say yeah, you it, can't, but, Well, you know what, shit, baby steps.
0: It. Yeah, well, you know, that's... Let's let's do it in the next one. Come on, guys. Yeah. Just... They got yeah, time. Baby steps. But, but, yeah, that that is, uh, you know, it's a perfect example of it's, um you know, it's the people with the money um, who get the cold feet um yeah yeah allowing a uh a production team to do their job and do their job properly with um you know with not too much oversight um mm. is is helpful and i think it's true of the original ghostbusters and yeah. i think it would be true of this one as well um it was unfortunate that it did become the battleground that it did for various yeah, it things. became it
1: became a banner movie for gender politics and so the unfortunately the 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 story and just the the movie itself uh almost got left by the wayside and i mean it's it's uh, it's endemic in the sense that we've actually probably spent more time talking about the politics surrounding the film than you know the the content of the film itself
0: it's very it's very hard not to though and that's that's the unfortunate thing um about it um yeah it it but it does need to be spoken about um I, yeah. I think it's... I think
1: like it's it just is it is a it is a singular fact that uh, movies like this at this point in uh, history and Hollywood and in just the uh, progression of uh, film politics in general, they are going to be battlegrounds for people to plant a flag for people to have a moment where they can be progressive and they can. Move towards a better and more ecumenical uh, presentation of everyone mm. in film, but at the same token, you're going to have these assholes that come in. Same way Mad Max, you know, had all these fucking, you know, Rah motherfucking blokes come in and say this is a this is an anti male film, as though any film could possibly be like that. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's a that's a that's a whole other thing for you know to to complain about later. But that was one of the more Hilarious and misguided criticisms I've ever heard of a movie ever, but
0: yeah, it's, you know, it's and, once but, and, and it's, it's and it's
1: also you know an excuse for a studio to plant a flag and say, look how progressive we are. Yeah, and it's for better for better and for worse. Some, you know, I mean, look, I perfectly respect that you know you want to show that you're doing the right thing, but you know when you're ethical trumpeting overshadows the movie itself, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah, do it more than you show it. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, I would argue that just by the sheer existence of the film, you've yeah. already made your point. You don't need to keep just beating that horse until it's dead.
0: Yeah, keep keep making the films. Keep doing it. People will understand People people will see it and people will understand. And they will and then more people will stop putting their foot down on a film and going, no, well this is this is not what I signed up for. This is not the film that I want. And start understanding that these aren't that these aren't, you know, holy tomes that should be held up. This is this is art that can be that can be done in various ways through various different eyes, um, you know, and and help challenge our perception of the world. That is the beautiful thing about, about film is that it is a gateway for the unknown to us. And we as an audience need to start allowing that to happen to us more and more and not just doing the safe bets
1: I couldn't have said it better myself. So if there's any moral to uh, the discussion this week, audience, I would suggest that it is. You know what? Next time that you're you're sitting down in front of, you know, you know, a torrent website or Netflix or in one of the, you know, few remaining video stores in uh, your quarter of the city, don't go for the safe bet. You know, go for a film that you're not quite sure about, that might confront you a little bit. Film is meant to be interrogated; it's not a one-way street. You know, it's up to us to reciprocate and interrogate a film backwards. It shows us something, but we've got to take something from it as well.
0: Yeah, and it's you know it's why we we do this this very podcast is so that we can we can look at films uh, through. You know, and 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 speak about them, and a lot of the times we go into these things, and and we may not know exactly what we're going to say, but we start unraveling it, we start uncovering more and more things, we start appreciating the films a lot more, um, just through through b- keeping an open mind about them. So I yeah just exactly yeah make well said, man. make the make the leap yourself um you know if you do you know reach reach out to us if you want you know if you want a, a pick uh that would you know challenge you um you know oftentimes uh damian has has opened my eyes on more than one occasion um in terms of film he'll you know, he'll he'll show me a film that will that will that will shake me to my core um, and I love every bit of it, um, which is actually a film that we should do. Um, if you, if you know what I'm getting on to, my friend.
1: I can only assume that you're talking about the seminal South Korean 2005 classic directed by Park Chan Wook, Old Boy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was a that was a hell of a film. Um, a hell of a hell of a film but that's gonna be a that'll be one down the track i believe i think so yeah
1: are we ready are we i don't know if we're ready for that one yet
0: yeah we gotta yeah
1: we gotta we gotta we need uh, a film like that needs time to be dissected and time is something that uh, for the next for the next couple of weeks viewers is going to be a little bit of short supply because uh josh is going around the world in 80 days he's trying to beat phineas fogg's record Yes. He's got his balloon all stocked up.
0: I'll be making that trip. And I don't quite know the reference you're going for here, so I can't really ca- cotton on.
1: Uh, no, basically that. I'm just implying that uh, you are... Yes, I'll be paying a bit of... ...filly fog, and you will be racing around the world in 80 days. If that, yes. But, if um, that. But yeah, not we'll quite be... that. Mostly Josh is going overseas, so... Uh, schedule shall be pups slightly interrupted yeah but, we'll... uh, we are hoping to keep things as regular as humanly possible josh is going to watch some movies on the plane he will pick one and then we shall have a grand old chat about it hopefully at the same time and on the same channel
0: yeah until then um you can follow us on all the social media accounts uh, you can find all of those links at from the there you can Listen to various uh, other films that we have spoken about. Uh, we've brought some of them up in this episode itself. So uh, get yourself. Um, a lot of people do listen to these without seeing a film, and yeah, as we were saying, this is a perfect opportunity for you to to see the films and to um, and then to you know jump in and listen to to it and then join in, join in with us, you know this is this is opportunity for us all to to get something out of it so until
1: next time until next time